Hello, everyone. This is part two of our episode with Jen Boulay, the lactation expert. And we left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger on the next one. So on this next episode where we're talking with Jen, we're going to talk about lifestyle choices that can cause a problem with producing milk. For me personally, that was why I stopped breastfeeding two of my children. I just couldn't produce any more milk. I thought that they weren't getting enough and therefore they were very hungry and irritable and that didn't make for a happy family. So I hope that you can share this episode with an expectant mother or a breastfeeding mother. Or if you are one of those moms, I hope that you get the most out of this. Jen Boulay is an excellent guest. Here is part two. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Checkable Health Podcast, where we're helping everyday moms rethink how their healthcare begins at home through healthy living, access to information, and technology. On each episode, we interview healthcare providers and experts on topics that affect us as mothers as we raise our children. We'll cover topics across the spectrum of health to bring awareness of important issues, conditions, therapies, and technology. We believe your healthcare begins at home with us moms. The healthier we are, the healthier our loved ones are. So if you're not producing enough milk, are there things that like nutrition, water, exercise, mm-hmm. like things that can cause that? Yeah, um, I don't recommend moms to exercise too much just because it takes so many additional calories just for your body to make milk. Mm -hmm. So anytime you're exercising, you're taking away more of those calories Mm -hmm. unless you know, you want to eat a lot more, but it's already like 600 additional calories per day. Right. So it's a lot to keep up with. Right. And the main thing that I focus on that I hear moms talk about all the time is, oh, I'm drinking plenty of water. I'm drinking plenty of water. My number one question is, well, are you eating enough? Because moms focus so much on hydration that they Mm -hmm. forget to actually fuel their bodies Mm -hmm. nutrition wise. And, and it's so, so important because I remember by the time I had my third daughter, my third child, I had two other kids at home Mm -hmm. and we were all hungry all the time just trying to make food, keep up with Mm -hmm. my eating, keep up with her eating. Mm -hmm. So a lot of moms forget to actually eat enough. So I always encourage moms to try and snack you know, every two to three hours, like when baby's eating, Mm -hmm. constantly be fueling your body, constantly Mm -hmm. keeping your blood sugar stable, Mm -hmm. you know, sipping on smoothies, um, eating little bars. I used to keep a lunchbox at my bedside. That was my favorite tip is I would keep a lunchbox at my bedside at night with a, with an ice pack. And I would keep in there like good cheese sticks, some of those apple pouches, little granola bars, little cutie oranges and I would, or bananas. And I would just keep stuff in there. So in the middle of the night, when I'm waking up two or three times, I would just eat a snack while I was breastfeeding Smart, because you constantly need to be fueling your body. Right. Absolutely. And then, um, also power pumping can be really helpful. Oh, it's and that. I really encourage moms to do that. Um, it's like when you pump for about an hour. Okay. So you always want to do it first thing in the morning when your prolactin levels are still highest. Cause okay. those are kind of from the nighttime into the morning is your prolactin levels. And that's what really stimulates your milk production. And you would sit there, you would nurse your baby first, and then you'd hook yourself up to the pump and you pump for about an hour, about 20 minutes on 10 minutes off, 20 minutes on 10 minutes off. Oh. And then you're just doing that to elicit like a kind of cluster feeding from your baby. Mm-hmm. And it just gives your body extra boost. So like one, one time a day, you could do that for like a week and see how, how your, your milk supply increases. Mm-hmm. 
from there too. This is like so uh, enlightening to me and I'm, yeah. I'm so happy to, I, you, I'm just very proud of you for all that you know and creating this business and helping other moms. So good job, Jen. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's super important to me because it's something I wish I had mm -hmm. with my first son is somebody really, you know, like egging me on like, Hey, this stuff is important to kind of mm -hmm. know ahead of time. So then when you come across one of those challenges, mm -hmm. you kind of at least know a little bit of what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you know how to trust your body. Okay. Are they getting enough? I don't know. Let's focus on the diapers. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on the output. Is the weight loss. Okay. All right. Then we're good. Right. You know, having more, having more confidence to know all the, all the things are going right mm -hmm. until your milk comes in. What about when you're so engorged and you are trying to nurse, but like nothing will happen? How do you, I mean, it's mm. a phase of like hours, but it can be very frustrating. What, what do you yeah. do at that point? So actually a lot of research has changed on engorgement that they don't want you to use heat anymore okay. because it's just increasing a lot more swelling and inflammation mm -hmm. in the breast as your milk is coming in. So they actually want you to use cold. Okay. So I really encourage moms. Um, what happens sometimes is when their milk comes in so fast. And I know you had talked about mm -hmm. this with your son, mm -hmm. I think because you fed formula first and then when you started to breastfeed, then your milk came in hard and fast. Yes. And you see that sometimes when they weren't stimulating enough, kind of longer periods in between maybe doing both formula and breastfeeding. And then all of a sudden their milk comes in full force mm -hmm. and their body wasn't used to taking out enough mm -hmm. and they have a harder time eliciting a letdown. Mm -hmm. And if you are not having a letdown, that milk is not coming out, oh. you know, so you still have to have that stimulation of the letdown to open up the breast ducts and release that milk. Okay. If you don't have that, then it's just staying in there. Plus all that swelling. Um, another great tip that I love to tell moms is reverse pressure softening. Sometimes when your milk comes in so much, the baby can't even latch on the breast because there's so much milk and fluid from labor and delivery. If they gave you a lot of fluids or towards the front of the breast that they actually flatten out the nipples sometimes that was because me. there's so much fluid in the front. Mm -hmm. So actually you want to lay completely flat and take your hands like three fingers on either side mm -hmm. and you push back mm -hmm. on right next to the nipple for about a full minute mm -hmm. to try and push some of that fluid away from the breast. Mm. And then you can maybe pump for five minutes to take some more milk out from the front and then latch your baby mm -hmm. or see if your baby will latch. But if it's so full in the front, they have nothing to kind of grab onto mm -hmm. and they have a hard time eliciting that letdown where a pump does too. So doing some of that reverse pressure softening and along with some cold packs to try and reduce some of the swelling because mm -hmm. after delivery, in the hospitals now, especially with C-sections, they give you so many extra IV fluids. Right. And even though we're young, healthy moms, your body's still so overloaded from pregnancy mm -hmm. with everything being doubled that it's too much on your kidneys and everything to get rid of some of that fluid fast yeah. enough. So it goes to the breast. Mm -hmm. So think about all that fluid in your legs, that dependent edema yes. in your legs. Yep. That also happens in the breast because oh, they're dependent. So they're hanging forward. So all that fluid plus your milk coming in and they get super engorged. Oh my gosh, so, that makes just sense. like nice, yeah, nice, gentle kind of like massage mm -hmm. and then some cold packs and then just try to pump or nurse right after and do some reverse pressure softening. <laughs> Super helpful. This podcast is sponsored by Checkable.com. Checkable is revolutionizing healthcare by bringing healthcare home with fast and accurate at-home rapid diagnostics and pairing it with telehealth services, available through our mobile application, available on the App Store and Google Play. 
Checkable.com offers an array of rapid diagnostics that allow you to own your health at home. We have a UTI, vaginal pH, and two rapid breast milk strips. One will measure alcohol and the other to measure nutritional value. Checkable puts treatment options at your fingertips so you can test at home, see a provider, and get your treatment plan sent to your neighborhood pharmacy. It's checkable.com. See, I was young too. I was 23 when I had my oldest and I feel like I wasn't mature enough to be like putting things in place. Oh, this will help. And this will help. And I was talking to a friend of mine that had a lot of pelvic floor trauma that she had a very similar, Mm -hmm. even though I had a C-section, she had just so intense pain and just so much trauma that it was so hard to then focus on, okay, I can, and be positive. I can be really good at this. Um, and, and then that crying when they're, when they have that new cry and you just want to make them feel better. And so you go to formula Mm -hmm. that it unfortunately can dampen your, your excitement for, this new yeah. stage of mother- motherhood from being pregnant to now being a, a nursing mom and the demands that it takes. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's actually a lot of hospitals now and our hospital just got it too, is a donor milk program. Uh-huh. So we get, we get milk from the donor milk banks and it's pasteurized human donor milk. So it's tested mm-hmm. against all, you know, HIV, AIDS, everything like that. And moms are given the option that if they want to continue exclusively breastfeeding, say if baby got jaundice too quickly Mm. or lost too much weight, or there's some type of other issue, mom can supplement with some donor milk if they consent and then still pump, give their milk first, supplement with that after, but keep that gut microbiome the same Mm -hmm. without introducing formula. And then so hopefully we can kind of bridge that gap until their milk comes in until they can get home. So then they can stay exclusively breastfeeding. That is so, so that's cool. uh, that's great too. So a lot of a lot of hospitals are doing that too. So that's super important for moms to know if they truly want to exclusively breastfeed to try and look for a hospital. All baby friendly hospitals do that. They have human donor milk programs, but then a lot of other hospitals are starting to incorporate them as well, oh which is gosh. really exciting. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah, love it. I know. I do too. <laughs> um, now, so at Checkable, we have two breast milk strips that we've just come out with. One of them is the alcohol yeah. strip, and mm-hmm. which is just measuring, helping moms. So if they are pumping yeah. after drinking alcohol, that they can mm-hmm. be sure that it's good to save. So going on that same line right. of, okay, is this good milk for your baby? Exactly. The other one is a breast milk nutrition strip that no one has come out with. So we have, we're measuring zinc and calcium and protein. And yeah, that's awesome. Going to mom's eating of, it just like hit just right now. uh, It was like a light bulb, like, oh yeah, I don't know if I was eating enough. I don't know if I was giving my body the right nutrition for my baby. And so having a, we want to help mom. So, okay, I'm, am I eating the right foods? Am I even eating enough? There's so many different things that we're right. always thinking about, but for that mom that wants to make sure that she has the healthiest milk, we have those products. Right. right. I'll send Absolutely. you some, Jen. Yeah, no, I would love to have, I would love to have some and, and talk to, um, talk to everybody about them. I think it's, I think it's really cool. And the, the number one tip that I remember from a breastfeeding support group 
is it's actually kind of funny to say, but the best time to actually drink alcohol is while you're currently nursing. Mm. Because if you think about it, the the breast milk that's currently in your breast Mm -hmm. doesn't even have any alcohol Mm -hmm. in it. So if you're sipping a glass of wine while you're nursing your baby, Mm -hmm. you know, by the time they breastfeed the next time, maybe in three or four hours, it will, the majority will already kind of be out of your system and be a lot less. Right. So that's also encouraging to moms too, that it's, you know, it's okay to have a glass of wine. Yeah. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. I'm a white wine girl. So I I had a couple of glasses of wine when I was nursing and, you know, you just have to remember it's not, it's not like you're pregnant where when you're drinking, it's going directly into Mm -hmm. your bloodstream and directly to the baby. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a different process. So you're drinking, it goes into your stomach, then it goes into your bloodstream, then it goes into your milk. So it's further diluted in your system mm-hmm. anyways. And those strips are just an extra measure. To, so if moms feel a little overwhelmed and if they're still a little nervous, I love to teach them that they can dilute it. Oh. So take fresh pumped milk mm-hmm. and then label your other milk. If you had something to drink mm-hmm. and you're a little nervous mm-hmm. and, and cut it in half oh. with fresh yeah. milk with some, some, uh, I used to call it drunk milk, yeah. even though I wasn't drunk, yeah. but it, <laughs> That's why I labeled my bags and you would just cut it in half. Okay. And then that way you can either further dilute it with some fresh milk. So they get even less Mm -hmm. if you were a little concerned. Oh, that's so So interesting. That is a great tip too. That's a really great tip. Yeah. Wonderful tip. Now a question on, um, before I let you go, I want to just talk quick about pumps. There's so many different pumps now on the market and, Oh my gosh. Like what do you, you're an expert, the lactation expert. What do you recommend for moms? Um, so number one, you always want to make sure you have a hospital grade pump. Okay. Super important because we are seeing so many come on the market from places like China, Mm. India, Vietnam, not anything against them, Mm -hmm. but they don't hold to the same safety standards as we do Mm -hmm. in the United States. Mm -hmm. And those plastics are leaching very harmful chemicals into the breast milk. Interesting. Okay. You know, they're, they're using ones that aren't like the, the phthalates and the PFOs and all those types of things. They're using the cheapest chemicals and plastics to put with the breast pumps. So you want to get something that is American made. I don't recommend any of the ones on Amazon Mm -hmm. unless it's a well-known, you know, uh, brand like Lansano, Medela, mm-hmm. Spectra. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my top three okay. that I highly recommend. Um, because I'm seeing a lot, a lot of moms are like, Oh, I can get a hands-free breast pump, you know, like a mom cozy for like 35, 40 bucks. And I'm like, mm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just try to give them the education on yeah. it in the end, you know, it's, it's their choice, mm-hmm. wh- what they want to purchase. And I know some people are, ha- you know, issue with finances, but I always try to encourage them that it's a federal law that every mom gets uh, a free breast pump. Oh, really? That with each pregnancy, I got a brand new one. Okay. That is a federal law now. So even if you're on WIC or Medicaid, mm-hmm. it takes longer. They don't allow you to buy your, get your breast pump until after your baby's born about three or four weeks. Cause they want you to focus on breastfeeding, mm. but doesn't matter if you have a NICU baby. Mm-hmm. Cause I've come across that where mom was Medicaid and they were like, she was like, they don't let me order it until five weeks. Mm. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, but, yeah. um, but definitely not going off Amazon. So Spectra S2 is my absolute favorite. Um, and the, the, almost all the breast pumps are closed systems now, which means the moisture from the milk isn't going into the pump parts oh, and creating okay. black mold or anything right. like that. So almost all of the systems are closed now, which is good. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, definitely making sure it's a hospital grade by a, a well-known lactation company mm-hmm. or it's, or it's provided by your insurance, you know that that's going to be a safe one to use. Okay. But yeah, the, the, the market out there is overwhelming mm-hmm. with the amount of breast pumps that are coming out from these 
companies that have no name Mm -hmm. and you don't know where the products are coming Mm -hmm. from and things like that. So it it does make me a little nerve wracking because that's the milk that you're feeding to your Mm -hmm. baby. And especially if they put them in dishwashers, Mm -hmm. dishwashers heat up that plastic and then it leaches even more into the milk. So it's always good to just hand wash them in a bucket. Yep. So it's not like super hot steam. Mm -hmm. That's super important Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. What about? But yeah, there's so many pumps on the market. There are the discreet ones that you can just put in Mm -hmm. your bra. Are those, are one of those three that option? Yeah, they are. Um, Medela um, actually makes them, uh, Lanceno does not, but the, I know Willow, the, um, the LV, Mm -hmm. but I actually do not recommend those for moms in the beginning, but I know a lot of them will get them because their insurance covered Mm -hmm. it or that it was a smaller upsell, but because they have been known to, um, to die sooner and have more problems because if you're going to be pumping, you're usually probably going to be pumping for almost an additional year after baby. Mm -hmm. And, and they have been known to fail, lose suction, lose power because think they're all battery operated. So it's not like you have something plugged into an outlet that has a hundred percent power the entire time. If it's going on lower battery, it's the suction isn't going to be as strong because it doesn't have as much power. So things kind of peter out. It's like a battery light. Yes. Think about it, a flashlight, using a flashlight for a year mm-hmm. with the same batteries. Yep. Eventually, it's going to go out. Mm-hmm. You're not plugging it in every time. So I do recommend moms to not get those in the beginning, especially um, if they, for example, have a NICU baby or anything. Right. Where they're really trying to focus on getting a good milk supply. Mm-hmm. And then later on, if they want to, once their supply is established, three or four months down the road, and they're going back to work mm-hmm. and use the discrete pumps, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I I think that's great. But in the beginning, it makes me nervous that it's not going to have the same um, power mm-hmm. to get that, to get their milk in. Right. You know, that makes sense. That's, I use the pump yeah. when I, I had the little backpack Medela one and yeah. uh, I plugged it into my car cause I was a rep. So I, and I, yeah. and I rep to hospital. So I would be in the hospital parking lot living in Minnesota. So I distinctly remember being very cold and like having cold. my car on yes. and like heat full blast plugged in. And here I am pumping. I'm like, I got to do what I got to do. Like I'm a working mom. What? Huh? And I still want to nurse my baby. So I know we, we, we make, yeah, I used to pump in the car too. I would have the, I had to have my hands-free pumping bra mm-hmm. underneath my scrub top. I lift up, yep. plug myself in 20 minutes to work. Take it oh out, gosh, put it brilliant. away when I got there. You can do that now? I would just, I would do it. Every- oh yeah. And I was like so nervous that I was going to get pulled over one day pumping. <laughs> it never happened. It never happened. But it was so funny. I was like, I can only imagine what they would, what they would do if they were like, oh, oh my God. What is happening? So uncomfortable. Unless it was a woman police officer or else a dad. That's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, it, uh, but yeah, it's, it's such an easy way. And I tell moms that when they're going back to work. And like, that's part of my app too, is I talk about like some of those good tips and tricks mm-hmm. that you, that will help you. That's so awesome. because you have to pump so long over the day, mm-hmm. pumping on the way to work or pumping on the way home mm-hmm. or dream feeding before you go, Whoa. those are all like kind of good tips that you can do. That, those are great tips. So everyone can find yeah. this on the app store, the lactation. Mm-hmm. No. What is the app again? So it's, it's called Latch, L-A-T-C-H apostrophe D. Yeah. So Latch, it's purple. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Actually, I wanted to ask you one more question that I think is really important um, before we go. And that's, 
um, about mastitis. How do we, like you mentioned yes. about being engorged, but if you get an infection like there, it can happen mm -hmm. really fast. Can you just tell us about that quick? Yes. I don't want to leave without you sharing. Yeah, no, mastitis is one of the things that it doesn't matter where you are on your breastfeeding mm -hmm. journey. It can happen literally anytime. Mm -hmm. It could happen right after birth, a couple months down the road or nine months down mm -hmm. the road. Cause that's how it was for me. I got it two times out of three kids. Really? And the first thing I like to tell moms is if all of a sudden you get a quick fever and you're feeling chills, but you have no respiratory systems, like no cough, no sore throat, no runny nose, think mastitis. Okay. You might not even have a red spot on your breast. Mm -hmm. It might just be like a little tender, but watch for those other symptoms because you get a high fever real quick mm -hmm. and you want to catch it early. The quicker you catch it, the faster, um, the, the less chance of antibiotics you need, okay. which is super important. So I was actually able to avoid antibiotics my second time. I took this tincture called Happy Ducks that my midwife had recommended to me. I did Tylenol, Motrin, uh, breastfed, then did cold compresses after, rotated with Motrin and Tylenol every six hours, and just nursed through it, even though you feel sick. Mm -hmm. You feel like you have the flu, yeah. but you have no respiratory symptoms. And just the earlier you can catch it. And then I would take that tincture underneath my tongue multiple times a day, however it said on the bottle. And I got through it, pushed through it, and was able to avoid antibiotics. Really? Which was amazing. Okay. Yeah. But it can it can reduce your milk supply. And I tell moms that after. It's a lot for your body to kind of go through mm -hmm. to fight that infection in the breast, plus on top of making milk. Mm -hmm. So you will see a normal little dip in your supply. Don't, don't stress about mm -hmm. it. Just get back with your nutrition, your hydration, push through it. If you're too tired to breastfeed, just pump, get baby bottles temporarily mm -hmm. until you can get past it. But um, super, super important to know is to kind of push through it. But as soon as you get that fever, it gets really high. It's usually anything over 100. Okay. It, it happens quick. Okay. Great quick. advice. And then check your breasts. But you might not have a redness because I know a lot of people say that. Like, oh, check for any red marks. Yeah. I didn't have any. Really? They didn't really hurt. Okay. I just got the fever real quick. Yep. And then I just felt the chills the fatigue and your body aches and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I did and then got through it really quickly. And another quick thing is antibiotics are fine with breastfeeding. Okay. I'll never forget. I had this mom call me one time. She was sobbing on the phone and she said that she went to an urgent care and this doctor told her that she had to take antibiotics, but she couldn't breastfeed her baby. Huh? And she didn't breastfeed her newborn or hold them for a couple of weeks while she had pneumonia. Oh my God. And she, her supply went down and all these things. And she called and she was like, I'm, I'm nervous to still feed. It's the antibiotics. And I go, that's an antibiotic that we would give a baby. Right. So it's totally fine to breastfeed. Right. So I always encourage moms, like if you're taking any medication, reach out to an IBCLC, mm -hmm. somebody that's certified. Cause we have a whole online system mm -hmm. called, um, Dr. Hale's medications and mother's milk. Okay. And we can look up any medication and see what level it is on okay. and kind of what's the chances of it going into your breast milk. But the majority of, of antibiotics are safe because those are the majority of antibiotics we give them in NICU, mm -hmm. like gentamicin, clindamycin, ampicillin. Okay. And um, so, so that mom could have breastfed the whole time. Ugh. And to have somebody that doesn't know anything about lactation right. tell her that she can't nurse or hold her baby because she was going to infect them just broke my heart, yeah. you know, to, so for moms to know that even if you are going to go on antibiotics, it's still okay to nurse. You don't have to dump your milk mm -hmm. or anything like that. And then just kind of push through it That's such because a big it, deal. it's not, it's not fun to nurse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me so sad to tell them that they, they have to throw away all that milk right. 
for when it's completely fine. Right. Like the benefits outweigh so much with breast milk. Right. That's what we kind of look at mm-hmm. is like, how much is that going to really affect baby mm-hmm. compared to the benefits that breast mm-hmm. milk give the immunity, the nutrition, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fat, the weight gain, mm-hmm. everything. So super important. I love that you're a champion for moms and breastfeeding. That is just <laughs> awesome. Jen Boulay, the lactation expert. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much, Patty. I appreciate it. Have, have a wonderful day. Thank you. And everyone, you can find Jen on all social media pr- platforms, and she is the lactation expert. And it was nice to talk to you. Good luck with um, the rest of your business. And thanks again for being on the Checkable Health Podcast. I'm signing off, everyone. I'm Patty Post, your host. Please um, like our podcast. Give us five stars. If you love this episode, please give us a review. What did you like about it? And follow Jen. And until next time, keep on living your healthiest life. Now, be well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Checkable Health Podcast. If you want more information, head over to CheckableHealth.com for show notes, links, and resources mentioned in today's podcast. Please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to get all of the Checkable Health at-home healthcare details as soon as they're released. Find us on every social channel at Checkable Health. Cheers to living your healthiest and happiest life.